Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, I may be naive, but I think you have to work on the assumption people generally want to do for the best. No one goes to work intent on doing a bad job. For sure, people get lazy if they aren't motivated or rewarded. They get careless unless there's adequate supervision, and some turn into crooks if they think they can get away with it. Managers come to work to try and, well, manage. They turn into bullies when they're out of their depth and wither on the vine if they aren't developed and pointed in the right direction. Senior leaders make the best decisions they can and often use their position to try and cover up when they get it wrong. All this is true, and it has an impact on how people work in the organisation. As Dominic Cummings writes in his blog, and I quote, Everyone knows the PM may suddenly reverse ferret on anything, then blame advice, even when he's advised explicitly, don't do that. So everybody positions themselves accordingly to defend their career. It's the worst possible environment to have honest discussion, then explain important things publicly. Well, does that sound familiar? Hauliers blame for shortages of drivers, the energy companies for not hedging against fuel costs, EU blame for a Brexit deal we signed and implicating NHS efficiency, ignoring depleted bed and workforce numbers. The central theme running through the Science and Technology and Health Select Committee report on COVID is leadership. Wrong decisions made at the wrong time. The complexity of dealing with a pandemic we were unprepared for, inexperienced and ad hoc decision mechanisms culminated in some ugly outcomes. Bojo aside, why do good leaders make bad calls? Faced with any situation, we make a call based on two basic factors. Previous experience and judgments. If this situation seems familiar, we end up thinking we understand it when actually we don't. It leads to overreach. Emotions, which make us feel comfortable, but can fog logic, facts and data. There are others, self-interest, obvious in politics, and misplaced loyalty, unwillingness to break bonds such as history, legacy and friendships. These factors are called biases and are easily avoided by three things. Involving outside people who have a fresh perspective or a new idea, increasing the opportunity for discussion and debate, and putting oversight in place to require a sign-off. Number 19's decision to draft in a general to oversee NHS productivity is a good example of a bad decision that will end in overreach. If the general has any sense, he'll walk away because there is nothing in his experience that will equip him to do the job. There's nothing in his undoubtedly successful past that's transferable. Hubris and flattery and other leadership failing will probably make him give it a go and get it wrong. Previous success is no guarantee success can be duplicated nor impetus and momentum be enough to carry you through. For emotions getting it wrong, look no further than politics with a big P and a little p. Decisions made to keep alliances and relationships going to solve a problem. The primary role to advance the success of the organisation is lost in attempts to make a success of spent, fragile or unhelpful relationships. 
Example, well, keeping inept uh, cabinet ministers in place for party reasons. Misplaced delegation plays a part. Leaders who do not trust themselves to lead will disguise it by dumping responsibility and calling it delegation. People flounder, get it wrong and get the blame. Delegation is not about divesting responsibility, it's about sharing responsibility and investing in achieving an agreed outcome. Few leaders will be able to tell you exactly how they make decisions and few will have studied decision-making processes. Many think they know, but are unconsciously swayed by bias, emotions and mismatching experiences. The upshot? Well, some leaders go at it from the front and that requires a huge competence and they are rare. Others push from the back, set a goal, facilitate a team, resource them and stand back. That needs huge individual talents and assembling and developing such a team takes precision and time. And there are collegiate leaders. They seek advice, facts, talk to stakeholders and are not afraid to ask for help. Then decide, explain and stand accountable. This is a route to sound decisions that make sense, unlike so many leaders. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.